It's time for the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills. Another nice crowd on hand here today. And uh, Camp, you know, we, uh, we did the press conference after the game on Sunday. I know how you're doing right now, but, uh, you know, a couple days later, maybe 24 hours or so later, reflection, how you doing now? I still, you know, it's that, that's one of the toughest losses I've been around. You know, we've been, over all those years, you go through tough losses, you know. I mean, we've seen the ball get thrown in from three-quarter court. We've seen. But to be at home and lose a championship over poor play, uh, it's hard to take, and it, it was hard to understand. And I still don't have a grasp on it, Neil. I really don't. I, I, emotionally, I'm still very, very upset. Uh, and, you know, we've got to turn the page. We've, you know, the, the, we've said all year that our goal is to go to the NSA tournament. I still think we have a really good chance to do that, but if we don't win this week, that chance is not really good anymore because if we're on the road and going to Wright State or Northern Kentucky or someplace like that, that's not going to be an easy task. Um, so this is a huge week. It should have been a huge week for a different reason. Um, but and then again, I think part of it too is, you know, we, we've done, our people at the university have done such an unbelievable job to get through COVID and get that arena hopping. Friday night was unbelievable, the atmosphere in there. It was like the old days. It was, you know, back to just humming along, packed house, student section that's, you know, as good as anywhere. Um, the noise in there was just phenomenal. The game was a great college basketball game. And how we lost it is, I mean, I, it's hard for me to understand. And then the one thing that I've tried to preach to this group, and it's – the one thing that I haven't been able to get through to them is that in life, you know, bad things happen and you have to attack them and one can't turn into two, two can't turn into three. And that's what we're, that's what's happening to us right now. You know, a bad call, a mistake, uh, you know. I mean, we, we the end of the, the end of the uh, right state game, you know, I have play I've been saving for the, uh, a big moment in the conference tournament where we needed a basket. Uh, we ran it a little bit earlier in the year to just to see if we could, you know, to, to understand the play and that. But we haven't run it in a long, long time, and I was saving it. Well, with, you know, the game's tied. We go to Trey on a play that we run a lot. Trey, you know, rips the ball, gets to the rim, and he just misses, a, you know, through, through uh, Basili, but, you know, a point-blank left-handed layup, the, the same shot he made to beat Cleveland State, the same play and the same shot that beat Cleveland State, and he missed it. And we went down and we got the stop, and as we're coming up, I think Cover, Smitty, I'm not sure which one it was, probably both, said we got to get the ball in Jamal's hands. And I had a split second, you know, to, to make a decision, and I, I went with that play. And even though I really didn't want to use it, I wanted to save it for you know, when we really, really needed it. Well, if we're going to win a championship, we needed it there. So we ran it, and we got an uncontested dunk. 
by the one of the top ten dunkers in college basketball. They missed it. And just flat out missed it. And that changed everything. It changed that game and it changed Sunday because we couldn't let it go. How and go look at how the game ended Friday night when we lazily turned it over and two two of the best players in our conference just stood there. I mean, we just stood there and like we were in shock. And there was still, I mean, we fouled the kid that stole it. He's not a great free throw shooter. It was a one and one. He makes one. He could miss the first one and then we fly up and make a three to win the game. Or even if he makes one, we'd have a chance to fly up and. The point you know, is you still got a breath. We have, right. Yeah. And we just stood there like, oh my God, I lost this game. And that, that then turned into the putting so much pressure on a Sunday, we couldn't even catch the ball on Sunday. That, on Sunday, that couple minute, we got the double digit lead and we're coming, to, we, we get a steal and we're coming down the court and all we have to do is flip the ball in the air and Jamal catches it and dunks and it goes from 13 to 15 and this place goes crazy. Right. And somehow we fumble it out of bounds, and they give us the ball back. We run a play, shoot a three, and miss. In the next four possessions, we turn it over. Just unbelievable turnovers. And they go 2-2-3-3. Two, two, three, three. And, and the 13-point lead is three. And, I mean, Covington said on the bench, that looks like a fifth-grade team. And he was right. I mean, it looked like it looked like you went and watched your fifth grader play, and nobody could even pass it to a guy. And it, it's it's easily explainable. It's it's not. It's allowing one bad thing to turn into two, two bad things turning into three, and in the snowballs. And I mean, I called a timeout, I and mean, everybody here knows I never do that. No, you're a hoarder. And yeah. and I mean, I, in the middle of it, I called it right at the end of the fourth turnover I called a timeout which I don't know how many times in, in the last 10 years I've called a timeout in the first 10 minutes of a game or f whatever it was and and just trying to get it stopped um, but we couldn't and we, it just got worse and our offense you know we had 40 points at halftime with that that spurt I mean imagine how well we were shooting and playing we'd have had 46 48 points if we had just kept playing and and then in the second half, it was, you know, we opened the second half. I said on the TV at halftime, on the TV interview, I said the team that turns the ball over is going to lose. We came out and turned it over the first four possessions and five of the first six. And uh, the first turnover was my fault. I ran a, a play to Trey, and I shouldn't have done that. You know, I just I wanted Trey to get a basket. Um, and... You know, he, he injured his ankle in the first half. He was gutting it out and played, and I should not have put the ball in his hands there when he was limited. And I'll take 100% the blame for that. But then that one turnover turned into two, two turned into three, three turned and you know, the, the snowball effect, we just couldn't stop it. And it's, it's, it's right now I'm really struggling with it because this is a, I have a really, really good basketball team. And we're, we went from, leading the league to fifth place in, in three days. 
80 minutes, yeah. From, from being on top of the league to fifth place and now put ourselves in a position where we may not even get to buy and host a home game. And if we can't stop the bleeding, you know, and, and it's on me. I mean, I get it. I, I get it. And all you people out here can, you know, I mean, we all like each other, but when you walk out of here, you know it's on me, and I've got to get it stopped. I've, I've got to find a way to do that. That's, that's my job. And uh, this, this could end up being a very disappointing. With, with, I told our team after we beat Oklahoma State, I said, let's not make this the high point of the season. And right now, if things don't change around, that would have been the high point of the season, and, and we, that wouldn't be good. And this is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. If you want to get involved with the show, you can tweet your questions with the hashtag AskCampy. We will get to those uh, right around the 7.30 hour. Uh, we'll start breaking all those downs. I know we got some uh, flying in right now. And, and, Coach, I asked you about that. You said fire away. You know, whatever thing that everybody's got to say, you know, let me know. You're always an open book, so we will talk about that. I got an Ask Campy question from a Stanley Cup champion today that I'll, uh, I'll ask you that coming up around 7.30 as well. But, you know, Camp, when you look at it, too, and, and, and you, brought up, you brought up Trey, and this was something that I noticed. And, and, again, you guys, you, Smitty, Tony Jones, all those guys, you guys forget more basketball today than, than, than I'll know because I'm always watching the basketball all the time. With, with Trey, and, and I know that, that he was banged up certainly yesterday, I, has there been like a matchup change? I noticed there, there are smaller, a little bit smaller against him now because he was so damaging to the bigs when they would come out to the elbow to pick him up he would just go right around him have they have they changed the way they defend Trey well and we've got to fix this in the offseason and we will Trey Townsend is a very very hard worker who will fix things okay so at the beginning of this year Trey you know Trey was the fourth thought on every uh scouting report he's the fourth guy that we've got to stop right you got to stop Jamal Kane. you got to stop Jalen Moore Micah Parrish is a problem, and then, you know, Trey. Well, once we figured that out, we, we really, our offense, we run more plays to Trey Townsend than we run to anybody on the floor. So what they figured out is Trey made a three, uh, I think late in the Wright State game, he made a three that bounced around, the, and that's the first three he's made in two months. Right. I mean, he was 0 for 17 or something like that. And so what they've done is they've backed off him and dared him to shoot, and they take and squeeze the floor on him so he can't drive. And he's got to learn now to kick that ball, and we've got to make shots. Micah is really doing a hell of a job yeah, lately of making shots. Yeah, he's hot right now, yeah. Uh, Blake Clampman is, uh, you know, he's Vinnie Johnson for us. I mean, he's really, that's who he is. He's, you he's know, four he, for seven or one for seven, right? right? right. And you, <laughs> I mean, he's, and you can almost tell on the first shot with Blake. If he's got the juice and he's jumping up and down. But he's Blake is really playing well and he's gone from in, an enigma to a kid that who kills it in practice every day and makes everything to a guy that couldn't get it done in games. And we kept pushing him and giving him chances and now he's got some confidence. And I believe next year you'll see a more consistent shooter than he is now. But I'm fine with what he is now because yeah. those four for six games will help us. We can win when he's one for seven because we've had to do that before. But so, you know, Trey's got to learn to dish it a little bit, and he will. But my point is this. At the beginning of the year, you know, we're, right now we're one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. We shoot free throws at over 80%, which if we continue that in the last part of the season, it'll be a school record. 
Um, we've, we've led the nation in free throw percentage before shooting in the high 70s. We're over 80, okay? Trey was our worst free throw shooter at the beginning of the year. He was shooting in the 50s, yeah. which is Oladopolish. And, he's right? seven, and he was 77, 78, something like that. Yeah, and we, pushing 80. We had a heart-to-heart with him, and Smitty worked really hard with him. And I'm sure Cove and the other coaches did too, but I know for a fact that Smitty spent time with him. And, you know, I, in, in situations like that, there's a pecking order of how you make. I tell a kid like that from the head, the top guy is, you know, I swear at him and I tell him you're, you're too good of a player to be doing that. You're not working hard enough, blah, 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 blah. And I try and shame him into becoming good. And then Smitty will go to him and say, let's fix this. Here's what you got to do technically. And then they, they work over and over and over and over and over again. You're saying you run the bad cop, good cop play there, Cap? What, whatever that is. But, <laughs> but that's, that's how, you, in my regime, that's how it happens. Yeah. And that's why my assistant coaches are so important. And Trey went and worked, and, you know, all it was was arc, the amount of arc on his shot. And right now the three is the exact same thing that the old free throw was. It's Trey is a really good – if you look at the release of his shot, it's really good. It's pure looking, no doubt. And he could be a not a good three-point shooter. He could be a 40% three-point shooter. And that's going to have to get done this off season. You know, we fixed the free throw in the season because that's an easy fix. Not easy, but shooting free throws is not a, you know – you can shoot 100 free throws without getting tired and wearing on the legs. And one thing with Trey, we play him so many minutes that, you know, uh, I can't wear him down by having him shoot 400 threes right now. So we'll yeah. fix that in the off season. But everybody's figured it out that if you back off him, and, you know, he's shooting, you know, two or three threes a game now. And he actually made one Friday and he made one Sunday. So maybe confidence-wise will help and, and we'll see how it, the rest of the season goes. But we will fix that uh, in the offseason. And then the other thing with Trey is, you know, this offseason, Will Shepard has got to make a huge, huge uh, step forward, and Chris Conway have got to make a huge step forward, or we've got to get a big in either the transfer portal or through the JC. We can't get a high school big because they're not – we're going to be – poised next year to be really good and we can't expect a high school big to do it it's got to either be one of those two kids or both a combination of both or, or somebody out of the portal or a jc kid was you know six nine and if we can get those kids you know one of the good things and there's a lot of people who would question if i've done anything good this year but one of the good things i think i've done is i've stuck to playing chris uh you know, because I know the way I am. If I hadn't started him and played him a few minutes every game, he wouldn't have gotten the minutes. Now, he's got up 200 minutes, which is what he needed to develop. But, but it looks like he's gotten 200 minutes, Camp. When, right. when he's out there now, it's vastly different than it was four months ago. Yes, the only problem, and, and he knows this, so <clears> saying, I, you know, I don't like to air negatives about players publicly, but maybe this will motivate him, but he knows it. The only issue is that he just... He just really struggles defensively and rebounding, which is, I mean, right now if we could just find anybody that will rebound to miss. We're like, out of 358 teams, we're like 345 in defensive rebounding statistically. And I told everybody at the beginning of the year that that was going to be our issue. Um, but then we went out, we went and out-rebounded 
West Virginia, big, big and all of a sudden, teams, right? well, we yeah. thought it, we th and, and Oklahoma State, and we thought, oh, wow, he's wrong. We're going <laughs> to, but as time wears on, and, and, you know, everybody says, you know, too many minutes and that, and, you know, I, I think that's a conversation that I have with Smitty and my staff, and, uh, but I don't, you guys know me, I don't buy into that. I mean, they're, the Nixon, the Nixon bruises, I, I buy into. I mean, Jalen's wrist, Jamal's ankle, now Trey's ankle. But when push comes to shove, at the end of this week, it doesn't matter. Everybody's banged up. We got to play. And so, um, the further development of Trey will be helpful if I can play him 32 minutes a game next year instead of never take him out. And I mean, that's our goal. But I, I'm not going to throw a kid out there that's not ready. And, uh, you know, I have very high hopes for Will Shepard, really, really high hopes for him. I, we had a, my staff and I had a conversation the other day, and the, Smitty had a kid like him, at, uh, a couple kids like him at Central Michigan that turned out to be all league-level players just like him because they could space the floor. And that's what Will can do. Um, but Will is a very young 18 years old mentally and physically and he's yeah. a very young 18 years old he is a 4.0 student and as smart as anybody out there and but he's a very young kid all right well we'll take our first break then when we come back we'll talk a little more oakland basketball remember you can get involved on twitter with the hashtag ask campy jump in there anytime you want the questions are piling up right now but we will be back coming up in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. And as always, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com sports. 
Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Remember, you get involved in the show. Appreciate it, everybody. Thank you. Still here, Camp. Still yeah. here, man. Best best fans in the world, man. I'm telling you that right there. That, that is a factual statement. But uh, you want to get involved with the show with the hashtag AskCampy, go ahead and tweet that. Uh, here on your radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, 1270 AM, the bet, 97.1 HD3. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app and camp. You know, we're seeing it all over the televisions here right now. I was just curious to get your thoughts on a couple of aspects of this, though. Uh, I know you saw the Juwan Howard situation over in Wisconsin. But I uh, just wanted to get, you know, your stories. And certainly, you know, motors run hot in college basketball. And there's a lot on the line, and, and we know all of those things. You know, not not of that ilk or anything like that. What's you know, what's maybe a couple of the most wildest post-game handshakes uh, you ever had with coaches? You know, it's shouldn't have happened. Um, it would never happen with us um, because – I experienced it many, many, many years ago. And, you know, I've been around, I've shook, I'm close to 1,200 games, so I've shook 1,200 hands. Well, 2,400 technically, right? Or if they had two hands. Well, you just, I don't know if you do that two-hand thing or no. Uh, or. <laughs> I don't know. Neither. But, um, you know, there's nothing out there that, should ever leave your huddle so you know I'm not going to criticize any coach I'm not them I'm not in their shoes I'm not you know it just shouldn't happen and to get what that got to to me is it's just a travesty it should not happen um that's not I, I know I it's not what Oakland University is about it's not what education is about and we still believe uh, and, and maybe they'll say, well, that's the Big Ten and we're just the Horizon League or whatever. But I don't – it shouldn't happen. You know, the, the, the men on our bench from every player to every guy on our coaching staff represents Oakland University. They represent our president. They represent our athletic director. They represent our board of trustees. And they re more importantly, they represent our brand. And we spend – money and hours and everything on our brand and you just this ju that just can't happen now I was involved in a similar situation very early in my career um, and you know I learned from it and there's no way I don't a, a coach I mean I've had I've had coaches say things to me in the in the line going through that you know, it, I probably could have done what happened, yes, you know, just, um, but it, I just learned a lesson. And, and I think those coaches will, I mean, what those coaches are going through right now, uh, they'll, they'll take a step back and they'll realize that, you know, this, this, these things don't belong in a college basketball game. And no fan wants to see that. And, and fandom is interesting because if you read everything online, I guess it's just Twitter, the world of Twitter and the world of social media. I mean, I don't see very few people that ha even have a clue of what really happened. You know, I mean, there are unwritten laws in all sports. And one coach thinks that was an unwritten law while the other coach is going, well, why are you pressing me? 
I got my subs in, you know, and, and I've been in that same situation. And, I mean, we, we had a game last year where I put our subs in with 55 seconds to go up 16. And with seven seconds to go, the game was a one-possession game because the other team kept pressing. I would have expected that team to say, okay, uh, you know, he did that, so we'll put ours in too, but they didn't. And that's his choice, just as it was my choice. But there's an unwritten rule that you're supposed to, but what am I going to do about it? I went down and shook his hand after the game, said great game, and kept walking. And, and again, I've been doing it for a long time, so I have a different perspective on it. And, you know, uh, one of those two coaches is only in his second or third year of being a head coach. Uh, so they'll learn from it. And, but it can't happen, Neil, that it just can't happen. No, and, and that was, you know, just was curious to get your take on it, obviously, because it's been dominating the news, spent a lot of time talking about it uh, today on all the talk radio and, and everything like that. So I was just curious to get your take on that. I, I saw the news did drop while we were on the air that uh, Juwan Howard will be suspended for the final five games of the regular season. So that was uh, – the latest update to that, but Camp, you know, you brought up a point. I'd been, I'd, I would have, I would have probably handed my resignation in because I would have beaten my, the firing squad. Because I guarantee I wouldn't have walked out of that building with a job last night if that would have happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I would have beat it and gone in and said, "Oh, I screwed up. I'm done." You know, yeah. I, I just. Uh, and again, I'm. I'm not coaching at a $3 million a year job with 16,000 know, people in the building, but I think we and my staff take it just as seriously as they do, and I think my boss does, and I know my president does, and I know all that kind of stuff. So it is what it is. No, it's, it's just I can't understand how it gets to that. You know what I'm saying? Because and here's the thing. I was talking about with some of the fans that were out here at RJ's today is – as intense as you have ever gotten out there on the floor, which can be pretty intense from time to time. I think that's safe to say. And you know, talk with ex-professional athletes and things like that. The thing that's always amazed me about what you guys do is that in that moment, everything's, everything's on the line. Tensions are running so high. The stakes are so high and everything like that. And obviously, you guys are 100% emotionally, physically, everything invested into it. But as soon as that buzzer sounds, and I've seen this repeatedly from everybody, you guys are able to to flip some kind of switch where you can just you can turn that off. And that's always amazed me about how you guys can can turn the page and, and move uh, on. It's years it's years of doing it too, but I would say this and and there's no one in here that's going to believe this. I think Smitty's here and I think he'll he would believe it. But there's never been a time that I've been on the court where I didn't know what I was doing, ever. Right. And it may look like I don't, and it may look like I've lost all control. That's done for effect. Um, I mean, I got thrown out of the Northern Kentucky game, and it looked like people were trying to restrain me and everything, right? I knew what I was doing. And as I, does a guy, as I got thrown out of the Northern Kentucky game, looking like I was a crazed maniac. Would a guy that is a crazed maniac look at Smitty and say, hey, don't forget, you got to do the radio show for me? <laughs> Smitty, did I say that to you? Yeah. Smitty can confirm. Yes, uh, he can. So, I mean, 
you know, here it is, cops are coming, you know, the refs are this, and players Fans have me by the, you're right, by the shirt, and I look at Smith and don't forget, you got to do the radio show for it, me. It is a sponsored element, you right. know, I mean, <laughs> you right. got to deliver so, the delivery. So I knew, I know, and I, I got thrown out at Arizona once, one of the best stories ever was the Bill Walton comment, Bill Walton was doing the game, and we were, Arizona was beating, beating the crap out of us, and uh, we had a kid from Arizona on our bench that wasn't playing a lot, but we were in Arizona. And we were getting killed, and you know, the, there's no reason for the officiating to be what it was. Uh, the Pac-10 officiating knows. You think? Now nah, I can't say that lie, but um, <laughs> I always can, though, Cam. So yes, you're lucky in that respect. Yeah. So I got thrown out of the game. And, again, it was a similar situation, and I said to Saudi at the time, I said, Saudi, don't forget to play Nick. Nick, uh, or not Nick, uh, Nick Weaver is his brother. I can't Colin even, Weaver. Colin Weaver, right. I said, don't forget to play Colin. He's at his home. Same thing. And and Bill Walton saying I'm a crazed maniac, and, and why should – he was mad that I got thrown out of the game because if he's got to stay there and watch the game, I should have be made to stay there and watch the game. And you can imagine Bill Walton saying that because he's a crazy guy. But we have – Bill came to our shoot-around that day and talked to the team, and it was the most bizarre speech I ever heard. I mean, it, were you there that day? Camp, I had him on for the pregame show. It's, a, it's about an eight-minute segment. I asked one question, and then it was over. He, he talked for seven minutes. So he's worse than minutes. I am. Oh, no, no doubt. He talked about ships at sea and, and maritime captains and weathering storms. And I just asked him about the state of college basketball. That was it. Well, I, I know as our players were standing there at half court like this when he started talking, you know, looking up at him. And, and by the time he was halfway through it, they were, yeah. I mean, they, they couldn't understand a word he was saying. So I appreciate that he did come and talk to us, though. They got to – but the – but that's, you know, I guess we got onto this just because I think a veteran coach or a guy that's done it and knows the consequences, and you've got to know what you're there for. And you're still there. The, the, the worst thing that came out of this is not Jawan and Greg in that. The worst thing that came out of this was the players swinging. Right. And... We can't. I mean, that's if that's if my players are going to do that to protect me or something like that. I'm not doing. You know that. And, and people say, yeah, he you protect your players and they protect you and you're a family in that. But if you're the head of the family, you're there to educate. You know, we all we all have been parents. We all have children, and we know that we want to put our children out into the world with a chance to succeed and have a moral compass. And that just, it was just a bad, bad scene. No, there, there is no question about that, but uh, that has been uh, handled as of right now, so we'll keep an eye on that going forward. We'll take our next break. When we come back, it's Ask Campy Time on Twitter. So if you got that question you've been waiting to, uh, waiting to unload, go ahead and fire away. He'll answer them all. They're all lined up. Said ask every single one of them. So we will when we come back. It's a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hill.
Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature Card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How is your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well with the DTE Interactive Home you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live as always at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. We've got the show coming up next Monday as well, and then it's off to the Horizon League Tournament. And we'll see how things shake out for that. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have you all with us. And it's Twitter time right now with the hashtag AskCampy. Uh, Jake Cole asked this one last week, but it came right at the end of the show, so we didn't get a chance to get to it. He says, what is on the sheets of paper that are printed and given to the coaches during the timeouts? Oh, the, those are the stats. Yeah. The, at every media timeout, the official stats are – uh, given to each team so you'll see a, see a stat sheet at the end of the game it'll have minutes it'll have you know what the teams are from the three the two the whatever and so it, that's basically just what it is that those four minute stats um, my staff uh, I don't pay attention to it my staff does and they'll tell me you know hey they'll give you the cliff notes yeah, well, yeah. they're they're five for seven from the two which means uh, something something's not going very good by the basket, you know, uh, or there, you know, or we've turned it over. Last yesterday, I kept hearing we've turned it over 18 times, we've turned it over 20 times, we've turned it over 23 times, you know. Right. As if I didn't know. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh Marty wants to know. It says, Coach, it was great seeing you guys in Pittsburgh. Enjoy meeting you and Neil. Question: As the season winds down, does the major areas of focus? For practices and game preparation change if so how and if not describe what you do to prepare for opponents the second or maybe even third time that you played well I got to to meet Marty uh, he's a middle school or middle school or no K through five principal principal yep yep and uh, 
you know, I don't, he, he saw us play Pittsburgh a few years ago. We had a big lead and lost in overtime and uh, just kind of started following our program. He's donated to our program. And I mean, he's, he's a really good dude. And so I told him if we came there, you know, because, you know, I tweet a lot about food. And he goes, I got a place I want to take you. So I went to lunch with him and had an unbelievable good time. <laughs> what, a, what a good person he is. And uh, to answer his question, no, you know, we don't spend a lot of time in prep the second to third time we've played them. Um, what we try and do film-wise with the players is show them the, what they do against the zone, the good and the bad. You know, these are the bad plays that, that hurt us, and these are when we stopped them and what we did in the rotations. And, you know, like against Wright State, Tanner Holden, uh, the first time we played him, had six offensive rebounds. We really put an emphasis on him, uh, and he only got one. Unfortunately, the emphasis should have been on Basili because he had nine. You know, I mean, it right. just. But um, so our game plan the second time is based off the first time. Uh, then the same offensively. These are the. So, I get a piece of paper on my on my uh, desk before we play uh, Fort Wayne. When I go in tomorrow, it'll be on my desk, and it'll say every set we ran against Fort Wayne, what our OER, which is points per possession, what was successful. Our ball screen offense was terrible. Our uh, choice, which is our single double, uh, you hear me yell choice all the time, uh, that, that action was really good against Fort Wayne. Um, and then I've got to make decisions. What, what That play card that I have, I look through that play card pregame, and I say, okay, these are the – these are the plays that I want to use against Fort Wayne, um, you know, based on what was done the first time. Um, right now we're struggling to run those plays, though. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and as Campy always says, you know, he'll, he'll answer every single question. So, you know, here's one from B that says, uh, ask Campy, why do you think you're getting such a mediocre result with such a quality lineup? Well, I think that in the end, first of all, I don't think 18 and 10 is a mediocre result. That's what I thought if, as well. If you look at the totality of the season. Now, if you look at the last three weeks, we're not mediocre. We're, we've been bad. So the question might, should be, why do you think you're getting such a bad result with such a good quality lineup? In the last three weeks. In the last three weeks. And as a coach, uh, you know, I, I'm struggling with that. I not, I am not pleased with it. I guarantee you our players are not pleased with it. But I think I kind of went over it at the beginning of the, the session. If you step back and look at it, and I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago, teams are getting beat. You know, Michigan State loses by 25, Kansas loses by 25, Baylor loses by 25. We have a 10-point lead in almost every game we play. We have a double-digit lead in almost every game we play. So what's happening and why? And I think there's, you know, you have to dissect it from every aspect. Are they playing too many minutes? Do we get tired? We did, and my staff has been pushing me to sub a little bit. Uh, at at uh, at Youngstown, the game we lost, 
we battled back and took a lead with three and a half minutes to go in, in the half. And, okay, this is a chance. Jamal's got two fouls. This is a chance to rest him. We took him out. We were down six at halftime. Uh, Trey Townsend goes down yesterday. Uh, Chris gets to play a few more minutes. We, we, and during that time, and our 12-point our lead goes down to, you know, three or four. So it's a tough thing to juggle. And it's why, you know, you got to point a finger at the head coach and say you're doing a bad job. All right? Now, if those decisions I made worked and we won, then you would point a finger at the coach and say, oh, they, no, they you got good players. Yeah, they, yeah. No, they wouldn't do that. But um, <laughs> So the bottom line is our five and seven's my fault. And um, I've just, you know, I've got to accept it. Uh, our players have got to understand that we've got to get rolling again. And, and the bottom line is, is that we've won championships and gotten beat in the tournament and everybody's mad at me. So we just blew a championship. Let's see what happens in the tournament before you get mad. All right, let's, let's see what happens. Now, it's a big week because our chances of winning are a lot better if we're playing at home. Um, but there's, there's nobody in this league that on a neutral court we can't beat. No one. All right, next one here. Well, this will lighten the mood. This will change uh, the trajectory of everything right here. Pete Smith wants to know, <laughs> what is the weirdest thing one of your kids ever handed to you while you were on a walk with them? My daughter handed me a dead bird once. Well, you I swear it says it right here. I'm not kidding you guys. That's what the Greg Campus show is all about, yeah, no, right? Yeah, it's, it's the, yeah, it goes, it, it zigs and zags and goes from right to left. It's crazy. Well, you prepped me on this one, so I had to think <laughs> about it. But the, the thing that I remember the most is in the neighborhood that I lived in when Press was very young, uh, we had gotten a new dog. And, you know, you take the dog for a walk, and that's when they, you know, do what they do. And you take a little green bag with you and pick it up, right? right. Well, I was talking to a neighbor out in the street with, with a dog. And um, the next thing I know, Press came walking over to me and said, Dad, I picked it up, and it's yeah. in his hand. <laughs> That's along the same lines right there. I, I, would, I would rather have had a dead bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. P <laughs> All right. Mr. PGD on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. Some of the things I learned from, the Greg, from Greg Campy's basketball camp well, in, in the summer of 1993 while wearing this T-shirt. He tweeted a picture of the T-shirt. I retweeted it, by the way, if you want to see it. He said, number one, work on all parts of my game because I won't always be the tallest guy. I stopped growing at six foot. Number two, ball slap drill, a.k.a. coach's hands are bigger than his brother's hands. Slap the ball. Number three, go right for the ball. Don't rock backwards. Quick first step in the direction that you are going. You can honestly use that in all parts of life. Forget basketball. Number four, hit five threes out of every ten you shoot, and you'll get a scholarship. I didn't. Hashtag ask Campy. <laughs> so it was more of a, a, gener a general statement on it. I, I wonder if that shirt still fits him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll have to respond. In, 1993. Uh, did he say how old he was when he went to camp? No. No, he did not. 22 and 29 years ago, and he still got that shirt. Wow. Still got the shirt, man. I'm glad he remembers that stuff. At least somebody would listen to me. <laughs> and I, I remember saying everything that he said, too, because we said it every week. But Yeah. Hmm. Uh, MD Fun 89 our guy asked, uh, will the white coat be persona non grata after yesterday? Bring back the black coat. 
or jacket? Uh, I, I think I threw up all over that white. <laughs> so coat, yeah, the so, answer is so yes. You probably won't see that thing again. Um, uh, Gary Gilbert asked this question with a hashtag Ask Campy. Do you stay away from social media at times like these, Coach, because there are guys who are backup point guards on their high school junior varsity team now that question every move you make? By the way, I was a backup point guard for Roy Johnston back in the 60s. He played for Roy Johnston? I didn't know that. No, that's what he said. Huh. I got to talk to him about that. Gary. Gary's a professor. Yep. He's, well, he's in charge of the journalism school yep. at Oakland, more than just a professor. Um, do I stay away? Well, I have to. The university expects me to have a presence on social media. Um, I would have never gotten into social media unless I was asked to. And by that athletic director years ago, kind of more told to. And uh, I enjoy it. I mean, I try and have fun with it. Um, it's. Should we really talk about this? Because I, I could. Well, we're answering we're, a, we're answering questions on Twitter right now. So I mean, I guess what, no, right? Like, what we, people don't understand about social media, or maybe they do. Everybody's got an opinion. Okay, that's fine. It's social media, but the things that people say and the effect that they have on eighteen to twenty-two year old kids um, is just unbelievable. And I, I've been. I've wanted to get this public, and I didn't know how to get it public, so maybe this was, this is a way to do it. But um, Jamal Cain was actually just verbally attacked after the game uh, Friday night. Now, it was a national TV game. We had a full house, uh, but he was verbally attacked on social media. Do you think that had an effect on how he played on Sunday? I do. I mean, when, when you're told, go back to picking cotton, you F and N word on social media. How does that happen? Right. You know, and how does a kid like that deal with it? I can deal with it. I mean, I, I'm, I, I kind of laugh at it. I was, I think I told you guys, I, I've had many, 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 many comments made. To, I mean, I've got, maybe during the break, I'll play something from my phone. I've saved that just because I show it to people all the time because it's just hilarious about some idiot uh what he said to me on on a phone call um but when you're when you're told that um i hope you die of anal cancer what why did it have to be anal cancer i, I know mean, I, what, uh, you know, come on man you, you, you that's rough right yeah I mean, maybe your heart stops maybe or something yeah. like that but you know so when people can just do those things to a guy like me i mean i i I mean, I read a couple to my staff after the, immediately after the game, you know, and why I even look at it is probably I shouldn't. But, I mean, it, I got to – I have to be a presence on social media. I'm in charge of Oakland University's basketball program, and, and it's my job to do that. Um, I, I can laugh at that stuff, but when it happens to the kids, it's just wrong. And, you know – I don't know how to stop it. I don't. I can't tell a kid don't go on social media because they're going to do it. Right. And you know, the, we've had players here that lived on social media because they needed to to be told how great they were. But when things go bad and they're told how bad they are, they struggle with it. Now, Jamal is one of the greatest young men I've been around in 45 years of doing this. Great dude, no doubt. I would. I would take him anywhere. I would. If I'd had a daughter, I would 
love for them to be together. You know, I mean, Jamal is just a kid that you would want as your son. And for him to have to, especially with what he's done for our program, because he missed the dunk and lost his head for a second, and, you know, you're, you're going to say something like that to him? And he's an impressionable young man. I mean, it, I think it affected the way he played Sunday. So I, I just, you gave me a platform to, to publicly say it. I don't know how many people will hear this, but if the guy that said that is listening, I'd like you to know what you just did. All right, we got two more. We'll do this. We'll take the break right now. We got two more that we're going to get to. We'll knock those down, and then we'll take a look ahead to kinda, this weekend. Kind of got quiet in here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Got heavy for a minute there, Camp. There is no doubt. We'll be right back with more. It's a Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And, guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine. Official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. Welcome back to the Grand Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have you all with us wherever you're listening on your radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, 1270 AM the bet. And of course, 97.1 HD3 as well. Got two more Ask Campies here, then we'll take a look ahead to the final weekend of the regular season, which is just it's wild to say how quick that this has all moved uh austin davis says how do you feel about being in the sexiest mid-major head coach uh, <laughs> ag again camp again yeah i really don't know where this comes from you know i mean i, I well good looks oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know i, I was i was sitting <laughs> genetics at, camp that's where it comes from whatever night that was last week i was sitting at my house and i got a text from uh He's now, he was a head coach. He's now an assistant coach at Vanderbilt. And Steve Lavin, who was the UCLA coach, the St. John's coach, now he's the 
talking head on Fox Sports. And, you know, Lavin's a pretty attractive man that, you know, and so this guy was ripping Lavin saying Camp got the sexiest. And, he's, and I go, what are you talking about? And he sent the article. And I had no clue. I didn't know anything about it. I, you know, somebody asked me, uh, some, you know, once it came out, it, I think my son did the best thing. He sent, Keith sent an email to everyone. My, my mother's name is Mary, all right? She's 95 years old. And he sent an email to everybody in the family, my brother's four kids, you know, all the kids, everybody. And it said, and it had the thing. And it said in there, Greg Campy got 36% of the votes, okay? And he wrote, upon investigation, it was found that someone with the hashtag Mary Campy voted 36% of the votes. <laughs> so I think he's right. Um, that's probably what happened. Either that or all the counter workers at Portillo's were the well, people that You know voted. they're a publicly traded company now, right. and they got to do what's right for the bottom line. Okay? Right. You know, they need to keep that money yeah. flowing through there and keep those stockholders happy. I would trade that for those two wins this weekend. In <laughs> I know, I know, uh, I know. Uh, at Oakland U fan says, hashtag ass camping. The Wright State game, there were a couple instances where Wright State players slapped the backboard while the ball was on the rim. What's the rule on that? Is that not basket interference? The referee said, no, it's not. Um, but I think he's wrong. Um, if the, the backboard is slapped, it, it could be a technical foul. It could be if it was deemed purposely. It could be goaltending if it vibrated the, the basket and that. And I just don't think you're going to see them call that unless it's egregious. And I don't know if any of those plays were egregious. Um, I did not. That, none of that in that game uh, upset me, the back, backboard slapping. What did upset me was the flops, the flop calls, and the, you know they tied the game on. Changed a, everything, man. On yeah. a flop call, which there was. Con we were talking before the radio show started with people here that, you know, if there's contact like that, from our standpoint, it looked like a charge. I'm sure from the Wright State fans and their coaching staff, it didn't look like a charge. It looked like a block. I think a block charge is the hardest thing there is to call. And I never argue them. I argue a lot of things, but I never argue a block call, charge. Um, but there was contact on the play. And for that official to call that a flop was egregious. It, it, it was just, it, it, with three minutes to go in a basketball game that has championship ramifications, that... Uh, I was very upset and disappointed over that. Did it cost us the game? No, it didn't cost us the game. Uh, would I have rather played the game with them having one less point through the last three minutes? Yeah, I think I would have. <laughs> you know, I think we all would have. Uh, but those, you know, there's so many things that go on in a game, and and there's so many good calls, and there's so many missed calls. Um, that we all get excited over it and until we have robots refing, um, there's going to be those things. It's, it's what makes the game great, you know. It, it, it really is. It's what makes the game great. All right, Camp, this weekend, uh, final weekend of the regular season, as we said, a couple of home games for you guys. The 
resurgent. Uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastons coming in on Thursday night. They've won seven like, in a row. It seems like everybody Every we play has won week. five, six, seven in a row. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely wild the way that this thing uh, has worked out. And then, of course, wrap things up with Cleveland State on Saturday at 3 o'clock. And, you know, Kemp, you look at it, and I know you you know, you keep up on everybody, and certainly you guys are getting deep on the Purdue-Fort Wayne thing right now. There is a lot on the line. Uh, there is no question about that, especially this Purdue-Fort Wayne game is massively important now because a victory over them pushes them back behind you guys. And, and as you said, you're sitting at number five. They're at number two. It's wild how quickly this thing can change, and it's a huge, huge game on Thursday. Well, for us to get in the top four, uh, we're guaranteed in there if we win two. We're not guaranteed if, in there if we only win one. If we win one, some things are going to have to happen. Um, so if we beat Fort Wayne and lose to Cleveland, we're going to need some other things to happen. Uh, you know, Detroit's going to have to, you know, Detroit's going to have to lose one. They're going to have to beat Fort Wayne and lose to Cleveland. There, I mean, there's so many scenarios, and, and stupidly I've looked at them all, and I don't know why I do that to myself. Um, but I do. And uh, the real thing is let's just go win two games. And, you know, the game Thursday is very, very meaningful. But Saturday is senior day. And it's our – I think we have the best senior day, the best last game uh, tradition in the country, the way we, you know, go up into the stands with our players and, and how they stay on the court for, you know. As I've long as there, it takes. I've been yep. there an hour and a half after game taking pictures and watching our players take them with all the young – people that come to the games and so that's always a game I, I try and say I try and tell our players there's two things that if you come to Oakland you beat Detroit and you win senior day those are non-negotiables we beat Detroit and we win on senior day so we got to get to senior day with that mentality and if we do and we can win two this week um We'll, we'll get a buy and then we'll get a home game. And as I've said all year, if you get a buy in a home game and you can't get to Indianapolis, That's on you. then it's on us. And, you know, Camp, it's funny, too, with the way that things have shaken out now. And you look at Wright State at, at 13 and 7 uh, in the conference. And, and just the way that things have gone, it, it is just that. I mean, it is what we suspected it would be. The bottom line through all this is you get in that top four. And, and that's what it is. Then, then it's just it's a tournament, and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, it, it's not that much different. Through everything that's happened recently, yeah, throughout the time, it, it's pretty much what we thought it was going to be. It's, as I've said all through the year, if we win the regular season, it, it would be one of the greatest accomplishments ever because of how screwed up everything is. Think about this. If we win both games and Detroit wins both games, and Northern Kentucky wins both games. They're at home this week. Cleveland State, Northern Kentucky, Detroit, and Oakland would all have six losses. But Cleveland State's the champion because they got to play 21 games. Right. We would be the third. Northern Kentucky would be the second seed because they played 20 games. We would be the third seed because we played 19 games. And Detroit would be the fourth seed because they only played 15 or 16 games. And the two you and, missed and, were Green Bay and IUPUI, right? And Detroit. But, but the, you've lost a championship because we didn't, we, the people we played had COVID. When we're going to lose a championship over that. 
Um, so it's a weird deal, and you just got to get through it. You can't be so upset, and you got to understand that we got to get in the top four, and we got to win the tournament. And if we do those two things, the guy that wrote that crap to Jamal will tell him how great he is, and I and I won a million dollars on betting on you, probably. Uh, appreciate everybody coming out to the Greg Campy Show. We'll be back next Monday, same time, 7 p.m. See you out at the arena, everybody, for Coach Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Jimmy Kennedy back in our studio. Thanks for his work as well. Well, see you later.